I think building a personal brand in today's world is absolutely a requirement for the entrepreneur, regardless of what type of business you're, you're building, because it's also just known as your reputation. Welcome to the Content 10X Podcast, 10X Podcast, the show where content creators learn how to harness the power of content repurposing. And now, your host, Amy Woods. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Content 10X Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Woods, and this week is about growing your personal brand and the ways in which you can leverage content to do so. So I'm joined by none other than my friend and mentor, Chris Ducker. So I'm pretty sure that most of you know Chris, but I'll introduce him. So Chris is the founder of Youpreneur, where he helps experts to build a business based on their knowledge and expertise. And he does this with the Youpreneur Academy membership and um, the Incubator Mastermind program as well, and putting on lots of amazing events. I'm also an international speaker, multiple best-selling author, serial entrepreneur. <laughs> Chris, welcome to the show. That was a great... I feel like I should just leave now and not let you down in any way whatsoever. <laughs> I, I feel like I should mention what must be the career highlight, if not lifetime highlight for you, which is writing the foreword for my book as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's right up there. I don't think I, I don't think anyone will ever present me an option or an opportunity like that. <laughs> Brilliant to have you back on the show. You were on the show, uh, it's nearly two years ago now, I think, mm. and we were talking about your book. Well, when did you, Rise of the Youpreneur come out? That was so that two book, years ago, right? So I, yeah, so it debuted at the inaugural... Youpreneur Summit, where I gave it away to mm-hmm. attendees in November 2017. But the official launch on Amazon and in stores and whatnot was February 2018. So it's been been a couple of years, yeah. Two and a half, wow. three years. Yeah. <laughs> I should write another book. Well, you should. Well, you're overdue <laughs> back on the show then. <laughs> so much that we could talk about. But it's now 2021. We're looking forward. We're hoping that things are going to get better. And I want to talk about what people should be doing to grow the personal brands really and, and just your advice from a youpreneur perspective with content and views on that how important is it for people to grow um, and work on their personal brand i think it's everything um i mean i've obviously been a big kind of you know you know cheerleader for this for a good while now um <clears throat> but i think particularly through the work that we've done uh, in the Youpreneur Incubator Mastermind over the last year. Um, we just, you know, in all transparency, we launched it at the 2019 Youpreneur Summit. So we're only a year into that program. But I've done a lot of coaching over the years, a lot of consulting, but this was kind of our first one-to-many approach. And let me tell you, the people that have picked up what I put down for them from a coaching perspective have done incredibly, incredibly well this year when it comes to not only growing the personal brand, but actually genuinely monetizing it and making money out of their expertise. And I mean, really, that at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And I don't care what industry you're in. I don't care who you're serving. I don't care what products you're selling or what services you're offering. All of that is completely and utterly irrelevant Nine times out of 10, the people that would do really well in building a business based around their expertise, or as I call it, the business of you, are the people who actually realize the uniqueness that they bring to the party. And I think that's the big thing right there. You could have somebody who's got, ex- you get two people that have exactly the same experience in the exact same industry, 
However, one of them is thinking that, man, this is great. People want what I've got and they're willing to invest in it in order to springboard their own careers and their own growth. And the other one's saying, well, I'll just stick to what I'm doing. I'm comfortable enough. The, you know, the, the former is going to do much, much better. So I, I think building a personal brand in today's world is absolutely a requirement for the entrepreneur, regardless of what type of business you're, you're building, because it's also just known as your reputation. And I think that's becoming more important as well. I completely agree. Um, and in terms of the how, so it, kind of the, the methods to follow to focus on um, building your personal brand, especially 2020, we've seen you know, everything going more virtual and um, lockdowns, social distancing and all of that. Um, what have you seen uh, in terms of methods that people have had to change and pivot and what, what advice have you have you been giving to people just based on what's been going on and, and where we are now? The big thing for me throughout 2020, particularly obviously when the pandemic hit and everybody kind of went into a bit of a spiral of terror for a while business-wise, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Kind of thing. Um, and, you know, the, my, my big overarching piece of advice is ultimately to being, to be the guide, to not care too much about being the hero and just be the guide. And so, you know, the analogy I've been using is a Star Wars one where, you know, I'd rather be Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, the old guy that can barely move around, but when he's got to swing that lightsaber around, he's still going to do some damage. I'd rather be him compared to the young buck, you know, super energetic, high energy Luke Skywalker, who's ultimately the hero, but... I want to be the old guide. That's what I'm all about. And so I've been showing up for our clients in that regards. And I've been training those clients and our community members as a whole to do likewise as well. And I think that that has been a real major differentiator for a lot of people who are in like extremely competitive industries. So you're in health and fitness or, you know, any other industry where there's like a lot of noise taking on that, I'm going to show you what you need to do to get out of this on the other side mentality. That's been the big difference, I think, this year for people who have done really well. In terms of you know the different ways that you can be creating content in order to position yourself as the guide. Um, obviously, we've got you know video content or podcasts or just choosing maybe a specific uh, social media platform or blogging still is a very good method of um, getting content out there. What, what have you personally um, done and, and done differently or look to do differently um, in this, this year and going into next year? I think the big thing for us has been this kind of like company-wide mentality of zero fluff zero fluff. Uh, if, if we need to write a piece of content for one of our websites, if it takes three days to write that thousand words, so be it. Zero fluff. And, uh, you know, like, likewise with video, likewise with podcast content as well, zero fluff, zero fluff. And so, you know, whereas for example, I might have done a, podcast episode that was named, you know, uh, the five things you must do going into the new year. And I probably would have filled it in, in the future. I might've filled it with a little bit of fluff, uh, maybe at least at the top and tail of that. Right. But now I create, record and publish 10 things you need to do going into the next year. 
and there's no fluff. It's 10 amazing value bombs coming your way at great heights. And I think that's kind of like, and, and I have to be the one to lead from the front, don't I, right? Because I'm the, I'm the big dog of the company. So if my staff see me doing that, um, they'll do likewise in the way that they're working, regardless of whether they're creating content or not. If they're just replying to a customer support email or if they're you know, dumping a couple of links into a Facebook reply on our private Facebook group, like they'll go that step further. They'll be zero fluff, right? They'll want to show up a little, a little more. And I think that is where the future is when it comes, particularly in the coaching game as well, on the education game, which is the niche that we're in. Um, I think you, you know, people always say, oh, you've got to show up for your customers or, you know, do you go in, you know, give them 110%. No, give them 3000%. Why stop at 110? That's kind of just been my overarching mentality. And I've grown up a lot over the last three, four years as a coach as well, I believe. And that's because I've also hired great coaches and mentors to help me do exactly that. So I know I'm playing a bigger game than I was last year, the year before, the year before that, year before that. And so if my people can see that, not only my staff, but also my customers and the community as a whole, it's only going to mean that that has a ripple effect across the internet, period. Uh, and if I can create one extra little ripple on the internet, there's quite a few there. But if I can create one good ripple, then that's a good day at work. I agree with you. And, and in terms of investing, you were saying investing in yourself, investing in the business. Um, I always say that if you don't invest in yourself and your business, why would anyone else <laughs> invest in you and your business if you don't invest in it yourself? True. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And it's important that people know that you do that as well, isn't it? It, it doesn't it means something and it sends out the right signals to people. Um, actually, in terms of that, so in terms of, of investment, um, to somebody who is maybe in the early days of, of going on a youpreneur journey, um, investing in personal brand, um, at what stage do you think that people uh, should look to invest? If it's an early stage business as well, so it's maybe someone transitioning to become an expert and grow, grow the business based on their expertise, maybe transitioning from corporate or a job or something like that. What, what would you say, like, you know, early on, even if you have to get um, loans, funding, that kind of thing, or take it slow and steady? I'm a big believer of bootstrapping, uh, as you well know. I mean, I bootstrapped all of my businesses and you know, collectively, we're a multi-seven-figure annual revenue group of companies now. So, you know, I've I've never borrowed money. I've never um, taken any kind of scholarships or or anything like that. And I'm not saying if that's available to you, you shouldn't look into doing it. Absolutely, but I've never had to do it because I've always just brought this mentality to the table of I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to roll up my darn sleeves and just do it on my own. That simple. Um, and by the way, I haven't always succeeded. I've also fallen flat on my face a number of times, but the big difference is that I've picked myself up and dusted myself off and got back to work again. And so I think that um, if you are just starting out, let's say, for example, you've got five, 10 years in an industry, let's pull out the financial industry, right? You've been a financial planner, financial advisor, maybe you work for a couple of big banks or something like that. You've just been made redundant. It's been a tough year. Now you're kind of sitting at home um, at the bottle of you know uh, the bottom of a bottle of whiskey um, for the second time that week, and you're asking yourself, you know, you're asking yourself, what do I do next? I've got all this experience. I'm not completely destitute, right? I've got some money in the bank, but I need to do like, kind of like I need to make a move here. What do I do? I think you invest in 
the fundamentals of that career path that you're going on um, and to you know maybe buy, you know maybe get involved with one or two courses to begin with like learn the fundamentals before you know the, the simple thing is like if you wanted to you know if you wanted to race a ferrari around the racetrack but you'd never raced on that racetrack before you might jump in the ferrari um, and go around the track, but you're not going to go around at top speed. You might crash the bloody thing on your first lap, right? So learn the corners of the track first. Maybe even get in a mini and go around in a mini if you want, but don't don't go crash your Ferrari straight away and don't even invest in a car like that in your first year of it. So learn the fundamentals, get that under your belt, understand really the big thing, the big you know, the, the kind of the, the secret that's not so much of a secret here is just to figure out what the heck you want to be known for. If you can figure out what you want to be known for in your industry, then you can actually reverse engineer that business journey back to the exact type of person that you should be working with to begin with. Now, that avatar might change and pivot at some point in the future, but that's business period. Change is, is going to come our way. I mean, God knows we've learned that you know, recently, right? So I think that um, you start with the fundamentals and then something will happen. There'll be a catalyst moment in your journey where you land a really amazing client or you do a launch of a new online course and it just goes gangbusters. Or, you know, you hire your first person, you see just how much more revenue that one person can bring in in terms of you buying time in your own schedule. That catalyst moment will take place. And then what will happen is you'll turn around and say, all right, time to pour the gasoline over the fire. Let's go find a mentor. Let's go find a coach. Let's go find a, men a mastermind group, whatever it is. And that's where you can invest a little more. But I reckon if you're not making 50, 60, 70 grand a year, then you don't you don't need a mastermind group. You just need to get your fundamentals right. Say more established businesses. So, um, you know, a business that's quite established, but the let's say the business owner um, is now looking to again like build a personal brand, become known. So, you know, the business is known, the brand is known, but now I, as an expert, want to become known. Um, I'd love to know your, I guess, your opinion on the balance between running the business and and it, and time spent on personal brand. I think I kind of think of it sometimes like if it was like a cake and icing and the cake is, is the business and the business is running well, it's making good profit and the icing is the personal branding. Um, sometimes I think some people focus too much on the icing and they have a big massive pile of icing, but they don't actually have a cake. Um, so they've got a brilliant personal brand and they're talking on stages and they've written a book mm. and, um, you know, got a million followers on Instagram or something like that, but they don't actually have a business that's making any money. Um, yeah. And then you maybe get the other, you know, business is doing well, but there's no yeah. icing on the cake. There's no personal brand okay. or anything. But with the with the former, what do you think about that? Like, you must have seen that a lot. Well, you and I, we've both seen that a lot with the like really strong personal brand, but where's the business behind it and the profit and then the actual, you know, being able to pay your mortgage payments and things like that. Um, what, what do you think about that? Like, well, what do you see? Kind of, I guess people may be going wrong, or any mistakes yeah. people may make to get into that situation. Well, I think a lot. I think a lot of people are kidding themselves to begin with. I, the two things that I see online more than anything else is exactly what you described: big following. Um, you know, seem to be this ridiculous success, personal brand wise, right? Like 
thousands of likes on their photos on Instagram and, 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 you know, lots and lots and lots of subscribers on their YouTube channel and hundreds of comments each week when they post their new video and all that kind of stuff. But they don't have any money. They've got nothing to sell. I mean, they're a commodity, but they're not monetizing that commodity, right? So that, that's, that's just a management problem. That can almost always pretty much be fixed quite quickly in my mind. Anyway, like give me somebody with that kind of following, I'm going to make them money in a year, no doubt in my mind about it. Whereas the other thing that I see a lot of, and I know you do too, is, you know, people say, oh, I, you know, learn how to build a seven-figure business with me. My business has made seven figures three years in a row. But then when you dig deeper, you realize that that person to bring in a million dollars in revenue is spending 900 in Facebook ads. Like that is not a good business. That is not a sustainable, growable business. That is a disaster waiting to happen. You know what I mean? So they're the two big extremes there. And I think that if you're, if you're the former rather than the latter, then you're in a much better position. All you need to do is to find someone to ultimately help you figure it out. And you don't necessarily need to work with that person as a coach or a mentor, but you need to find somebody who's kind of like, is, you know, got your vibe, right? Kind of understands what's going on inside your head without even knowing you. And there are plenty of great people creating very, very helpful content out there that can help you do that. Now, if you can afford to invest in a coach, great, go ahead and do it. But if you can't, then you shouldn't try and kind of like overextend yourself and just learn from watching videos and, and listening to shows and you know that sort of type of thing. But if you're, if you're the latter and you're kind of kidding yourself over the fact that uh, you've got a million dollar business and you're spending the vast majority of it on ad revenue. Uh, you don't have a business. You know, it's not a, you, you've got a, a very um, delicate hobby. <laughs> I think this <laughs> yeah. way to look at it, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, um, and it, it depends on, on the business, doesn't it? But I think, I think, you shouldn't put all your eggs in either one side of the basket. If you're trying to grow a, a personal brand, putting time into that, but of course you need to be building the business at the same time and knowing that the personal brand is going to fuel a business, yes. not just pretty much fuel nothing at the end of it. On the flip side of that coin though, is that if, if you've got the cake, to go back to your analogy, if you've got the cake mm. and you're happy with the cake and you don't have too much of a sweet tooth, you don't need the icing. You don't need to build a personal no, brand. No, I, I'm, no. a, I'm a big believer that it's an important thing to have in today's world, but I'm just one man with an opinion. You don't need to listen to me if you don't want to. If you're happy with just the cake and you don't want the icing, don't make the icing. Don't put it on top of the cake. Just go with what you're doing. I would, I would much rather be doing that than have a cake with way too much icing on it and eventually the cake mm. will just get drowned out by it. Like all this... I want Victoria Sponge right now. I want a cake. I want to eat a cake right now. All this talk of cake is making me hungry. Hey, just a little break from this podcast episode to ask you a question. Would you like one single place that you can go to that provides you with everything you need to be able to implement the best practices in content repurposing for your video content, your podcast episodes, and your social media content today? to help you get more value from the content that you create, get more time back and help you reach more people than you ever thought possible. 
If so, then you are going to love the Content 10X Toolkit. The toolkit is full of video tutorials, templates, checklists, swipe files, step-by-step -step guides, and more that shows you how to repurpose your content in the best ways possible today. No more Googling, no more figuring it out yourself. We provide you with everything that you need to become a content repurposing pro. If this sounds like something that would interest you, then go check out the Content 10X Toolkit at content10x.com forward slash toolkit. Okay, I'm back to this week's episode. You can kind of make strategic decisions on what you're going to focus on because you can't focus on everything at the same time. So for me, um, in starting Content 10X, it was it had to be yes. both. Um, I had to bring clients in. I had to have revenue. You know, I, that obviously bringing money in was important. But I was spending time on the personal brand at the same time because that was helping to bring the money mm -hmm. in. But it had to be kind of bit the same. And then I've had year, you know, a year where it was a more actually more focus on personal brand. And I quite strategically did that. And I, and I knew that whilst I'm focusing on personal brand, I'm not going to see skyrocketing sales because you can't focus on everything at the same time as long as the business grows. But that was a strategic decision I made. And that was the year that I did a lot of speaking, brought the book out, all that kind of things working with you. But then, then the next year, the focus is like benefiting from all the mm -hmm. effort put into the personal brand by using that to bring in more sales and then just staying on that crest of the wave of you know you can't then spend as much time you've got to know where to devote it and you can't spend it all in the same place can you so it's, it's like you know I think you need to be strategic basically don't you with where you're going to focus yep, on absolutely and the priorities you know that 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 also I think for every entrepreneur that rolls over into your personal life as well you know this whole yeah. work life balance thing um it's it's a tough one to try and kind of manifest and get your head around and it's ever evolving uh, particularly if you've got children involved and whatnot so it's you know the priorities have to be as as balanced you don't want to juggle juggling is a bad thing don't juggle your priorities balance them and be very you know neurologically aware of the fact that you're balancing them uh, and i think you're more likely to hit a, a good success kind of stride if you do that rather than trying to juggle it all yeah, I agree. And, and you know, when you make your decisions, as you said, just be be happy with them and then don't give yourself a hard time if you then, you know, not focus on a certain area because you chose that route for this period in time. This is what you chose. So you can't expect it all, can you? But just being, being self-aware, I guess. <laughs> um, so in terms of content, in terms of, of how we put ourselves out in the world, um, so 2021, hopefully a better year for everybody. Um, Content-wise, youpreneur and yourself personally, what do you see you're going to be really focusing on from a more like a medium perspective? Video. It'll be video more than anything else, yeah. Both pre-recorded and published as well as live broadcasts. Are you going to start um, doing something quite regular live, like weekly live or anything like that? If you not, I don't think I'm going to be doing sort of like a lot of live broadcasting where you think about, oh, they're going live on Instagram or they're going live on Facebook. Uh, I see myself doing more live training to non-clients to convert them to paying clients. Um, and I see myself doing a certain amount of recorded video, which we will post natively everywhere, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, live, see, live video for me, I think, is something that is incredibly powerful in the right niches and more importantly, probably at the right time for the right reasons. So I don't think um, 
I don't think a lot of people in our industry should say, well, you know, we go live 3 p.m. every Friday, make time, you know, make sure you join us kind of thing. I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel a little um, at odds with that as a strategy. I think you're probably more, uh, it'll be more benefit to you to kind of pick your shots a little bit, like a heavyweight and, and kind of just, you know, come come out with something really amazing that you do live yes uh maybe you do stream it everywhere maybe you do it behind a paid wall maybe you do it as a masterclass or a webinar and people have got to register in advance you know whatever it is i, I think you're much better off to kind of pick your shots and come up with something really really game-changing really life-changing really uh high value rather than pop up every single week with filler you know? Yeah. Mm, I agree. Um, I've got LinkedIn live and I've not gone live yet. Me neither. Once because, um, <laughs> Me neither. Um, I, I'm more likely to just, you know, if I'm going to do anything kind of unscheduled, I'm more likely to go on something like Instagram, uh, where I have way more organic reach and engagement compared to pretty much any other platform out there at the moment. Now, Instagram is changing their algorithm. It's going to be all about reels. And I ain't jumping on that bandwagon. That is not the best use of my time in any way, shape, or form. And my daughter, Chloe, who you know and you've met, you know, she manages our social media and she's like, Dad, you've got to do some reels. You gotta do I'm not doing bloody reels. It's not going to happen. It's just not my jam at all. So you'll still see me on the stories, people, at Chris Ducker. That's where to find me. Ain't in that reels tab. Trust me, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't, I think I've, I've done, um, haven't done any reels. I don't think or I might've posted a couple, but I haven't done any in the real style that, um, that people are doing the TikTok, basically. Everyone's yeah, doing the TikTok the style on reels. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, BA. I think people That's might ridiculous. be a bit embarrassed, you know, in a year yeah. from now, just looking back at those and thinking, oh. what was I thinking? <laughs> um, now you've got, you know, Twitter have now rolled out their own version of stories. You know, this, this is the problem. I have, I have actual, like, a fundamental problem with this. Um, <laughs> let me get on a soapbox and have a rant for a minute on your show, not mine for once. I have a problem with this because, you know, when Instagram first came out, they did one thing better than any other platform out there. They showed photos, photos which you could like and comment on. When Twitter first came out, you know, that newsjacking approach of that ever-moving, super-quick-moving newsfeed, better than any other platform out there, right? Facebook connecting with old friends and, and associates, right? Like, stalking your ex-girlfriend, all that kind of stuff. Like Facebook was great for that sort of type of stuff, right? And now it's like everyone is trying to do everything that each other has done or is doing already. And for me, it's just, it's become a very, very noisy space, the social media space. And you can, for want of a better you know, way of looking at it, you can also include YouTube in there as well because they've got their own version of stories and community tab and all the rest of it as well. Um, and so, you know, my advice to people going into and beyond 2021 and, you know, has, and, and actually this has not changed as you well know, cause I've coached you for years. And that is that you utilize these platforms for what they are and they are a vehicle to spread your message and your expertise. Your job as a marketer then at this point 
is to get people back to your hub, your home. And that ain't your Facebook group and it ain't your YouTube channel because you don't own those things. It's your website and it's your email list. And that's your job as a marketer online. That's exactly what you should be doing every day. So utilize the platforms, enjoy them, double tap on your favorite funny cat video, whatever you got to do, but get people back to your email list. That's the number one all the way. Just hasn't changed, has it? Like nope. whatever happens with any of these platforms, all the features, everything like that, that doesn't change, does it? Get them on your land, your, like you said, your content, your email list. And it's it's very easy to get lost in that in that atmosphere as well. Very, very easy. Whereas when you're writing an email to somebody that's actually giving you permission to send that email to them in the first place, they're all ears, baby. As long as you're going to show up with value attached to it, they will read every single word because they've asked to be able to read every single word. And that's the big difference. Yeah. So your focus is going to be a lot more video content, but still conversion focused content to get people, you know, into your yeah. ecosystem and messaging. Yeah. And yeah. if I, if, if I post video on YouTube, which I will, I'll embed that video on my website. And when I email my list, when I mention that on social platforms, that link will not take people to YouTube. That link will take people to my website where they can watch that video. I don't care about growing a big YouTube channel, but I do care about the size and the quality of my email list. So I think you've just got to, you've got to be very acutely aware of where the really, really important things are and why they matter to you in your business. Um, and uh, I'm just, I'm all about making sure that I can provide value first and foremost and serve our community. Uh, but also, you know, I'm a business owner. I've got businesses that I want to grow as well. And uh, I'm never bashful talking about, you know, charging what you're worth and being seen to sell and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's okay to be a little selfish sometimes. Like, you're supposed to make money. It's called being in business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I agree with you. And, and you know, quite often when I, sp I speak to new clients, we'll be talking about the goals. And I'm, I'm often trying to remind them, unless you correct me wrong, we, we're not trying to make you a YouTuber or an Instagram sensation. We're trying to grow your business. <laughs> so we're trying to, we're trying and it's not so much like a YouTube subscriber, it's that the, the, the person watching the video gets to your website, gets on your email list and all that kind of thing. Um, you know, don't claim to grow the biggest YouTube channels in the world, but we do claim to help grow people's go. businesses through content. So, <laughs> yeah. And I bet, yeah. and I bet mm. when you say that to them, their mindset shifts and they absolutely love those words. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, just setting the perspective, isn't it? And just like getting really clear here on what we want to be. And yeah. if you want to have the biggest YouTube channel in the world, I'm probably not, we're not the people to work with them, but if you want to grow your business with your content, then we can help. Yeah, there you <laughs> um, go. It's just being, being honest. But I think um, that is those words of wisdom from you is a great um, way to, to end. I guess I just want to ask one last question which is for somebody who has not really done anything at all for personal branding and um, they're just starting out on this journey and they want one word of wisdom for just how to take that first step forward from you, what would you say? I would say, you know, don't be scared to be you, you know, lean into the uniqueness uh, that you bring to your industry um, because when you do that, and you've got to be quite unapologetic with it as well, because at the same time, what you want to be doing is what I call marketing like a magnet. So by leaning into that uniqueness, you're attracting the right people into your, your world, your ecosystem. And at the same time, 
just like a magnet does, you're repelling the wrong people away. And if you do that, although it might be a slow burner at first, if you do that and you consistently do it, then over a period of time, you will build a very, very, very fruitful business out of it. You've just got to be consistent and just stick to your guns. Be you. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Um, so thanks so much, Chris. It's always great to chat and it's great to have you back on the show as well. It's good to be back. Of course. We've talked about Upreneur. Everybody um, will see the links if they haven't been to your site before to see everything that you do. Is there anything in particular, though, that you would like the audience to to go to, to take a look at, to download, anything like that? If I'm going to stand by my advice, I'd say hop over to chrisducker.com, download my free Mm -hmm. Uh, personal branding roadmap get on my email list because i got some good stuff for you (laughs) yeah well i'm on your list and you do have good stuff (laughs) (laughs) we'll get all of the um, links to everything and um yeah i can't wait to get you back on the show in a future date as well it's been great to chat likewise take good care Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that discussion and thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy the content 10x podcast, then why not hit that subscribe button on your podcast listening app of choice so that you can get updated when new episodes are released. And I'd really, really appreciate it if you could leave a review as well. That really makes a difference for the podcast. Also, please do get a copy of my book, Content 10x, More Content, Less Time, Maximum Results. It is the ultimate guide to repurposing every type of content and it's available on Amazon in Kindle and paperback and also in audiobook as well and you can head to content10x.com forward slash book to find all the other places that you can get a copy of my book and if you would like us to do your content repurposing for you then we offer a fully end-to-end done-for-you content repurposing service this is for podcasters and video content creators we have our podcast 10x video 10x and also our specific LinkedIn 10x service helping you to become the leading authority in your industry on LinkedIn. You can find out so much more about our services on our website and also please do give me a follow on the social media platforms. I share lots and lots of tips and advice on social media about content repurposing. I'm at content10x on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and if you try content10x.com forward slash LinkedIn you'll find my links in profile over there as well. All that's left to say is thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and I'll catch you in the next one.